Hi, everybody. My name is Giselle Kowalski, and I'm the digital marketing strategist here at Texas State University. You're listening to Try at Texas State, and today we're talking physics, space, and beyond. You know that saying that it's not rocket science? Well, today it actually is. Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered what's out there? It's a vast universe that makes us question ourselves, makes us feel super small, but gives us a purpose all at once. At Texas State, there are bobcats committed to unraveling the mysteries of the cosmos. And to better understand space, I spoke with two of our physics majors who are involved in the creation of the first satellite ever to be manufactured and built by Texas State students. So hi guys, thank you for coming. Um, to start us off, can you please tell me your names, your majors, where you're from, and what you guys do with the Texas State Space Lab? Yeah, my name is uh, Matthew Johnson and I'm a physics undergraduate. I'm a senior here at Texas State. Um, I'm from Houston and um, I mainly work with the operations side of the Space Lab. So I'm mainly concerned with um, the ground control infrastructure and the mission operations side of things. I'm Evan Jellison, I'm a physics graduate student and I'm from Austin, Texas. So I'm the lab coordinator for Space Lab. Uh, basically, I work under Dr. Ranglov, who who operates the lab, and I make sure that every person in the lab has what they need to get done and that we're staying on track and, and, and working together. So I'm going to start from the beginning with both of you. Okay. How did you both come to find this major and why did you choose physics to begin with? Yeah, so like as a kid, I had too many questions for my that my dad can answer. Like 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 I, I remember like vividly him saying one time to me like I, I think you need to just pursue something in physics because that's as close as you know you, you're gonna get to any answer that I could give you. And that that's literally where it started. So for, throughout high school, I read a lot of um, theoretical physics, um, a lot of Stephen Hawking, a little bit of Tyson, but like a lot of the older you know Einstein and stuff like that. And then um, kind of got obsessed with it. Awesome. And so what about you, Evan? Yeah. So I actually started out as a film major way back in the day. It turns out I like watching movies more than making them but one thing that always connected to me like was it was sci-fi and kind of that realm of going beyond what we can currently do and I think that's possibly why I landed in physics I can't actually tell you a good def definite answer for physics but uh, I'm glad I did and I've always liked space just like Matthew said and uh, I always knew I wanted to do research, you know, when I came to physics, I wanted to do research in something space related. That's awesome. You guys both have very different ways of getting into very it, but different. very interesting <laughs> ways. I'm honestly so surprised, Matthew, that you were reading Stephen Hawking in high school, like for fun. Oh yeah, you, I was I was the kid that was walking around with like NASA hats at all times. And like, like you, you can ask any friend that I had in high school, they all knew me because I had a red NASA hat for all four years of high school. Okay, let's go into the space labs. So who founded the space labs and what even is that to someone who has never heard of it before? Space Lab is a, a research organization here at Texas State, open to any student, no matter your major, your grade level, doesn't matter who are interested in doing what we call space technology and science research. So we develop spacecraft that Texas State will be launching into space. We're actually working on our very first satellite uh, called Bobcat Orbiter, and it's gonna hopefully launch by the end of next year. We also develop you know, different kind of modules that go into satellites, and also, like Matthew said earlier, ground infrastructure as well. Uh, the <laughs> kind of origin of it is funny. As an undergrad, I wanted to do undergrad research. And like I said earlier, I wanted to do something space-related. So there were only two major professors in the physics department doing something, anything related to space. So I went to one of them and I asked, hey, you know, I want to do a project. Is there anything you can let me do? The first thing he said was, I want to build a satellite. And I had no idea how to do that. Um, I was kind of shocked. And, you know, it kind of led us down this rabbit hole of, you know, next thing I know, I'm going to conferences and we're putting together like student organizations and stuff like that. And now here we are with the research lab. It's 
That's quite fantastic. The, quite the journey, yeah. So the Bobcat Orbiter. Yes. Are you guys modeling off of a specific satellite that's already out there right now? Or how are you guys going about making this? Yeah, so Bobcat Orbiter specifically is kind of like a hybridization between a kit that we purchased. We wanted our first satellite to be something that we could do with our knowledge base and all our infrastructure that we already had. Uh, but we are implementing some new designs into it. Uh, it's actually kind of a, a type of satellite called a TubeSat. It's, it's a cylinder is why it's called that. Uh, and it, it really is called that because it's a standardized satellite. It is the standard shape, size, so that launch providers like NASA, SpaceX, they don't have to make a whole new launch vehicle for these satellites. It makes it cheaper. Okay. At what point are you in in the process right now with making that? In terms of the satellite itself, we are very close to being done. Really? Um, you know, some areas that are slowing us down but aren't impossible, a lot of, you know, government paperwork. It's not easy to launch a satellite. That's something that we're so new at. We've never done before. That's that's part of the, the infrastructure that I was talking about earlier is like, like these are all, every step of the way is something that we've never done. It's something that Texas State has never done. So um, everything that we've done has, has been due to everyone's dedication and willpower to just learn it. So um, we're, we're literally building from the ground up. And uh, so it, it makes the process extremely strenuous, but extremely forgiving whenever you get, uh, you're rewarded with success. What kind of data are you guys trying to collect when this actually launches into space? What is the point and what is the prospects of this? So the data side is going to be very basic stuff. Okay. Like, you know, small sensors that tell us the temperature of the batteries, the battery voltage. It's really actually what the satellite can do. That's the goal, if you would like to say. Yeah, so um, we, we, we decided about uh, maybe a month or two ago that the scientific payload that we're going to put onto uh, Bobcat Orbiter is is going to be um, what are called magnetorkers. This is part of an overbearing mission of ours to be able to facilitate in-house manufacturing of all the parts of our satellite. And part of that is um, you know creating a, a way for our satellite to actually adjust its attitude. So when it's up in space, we want a mechanism that will allow us to adjust our, you know, our positioning in its orbit. Um, there's a few reasons why you want that. The main reason being radio communications. Another reason would be like if you have a camera, for example, you might want to point it at something. Um, and there's several ways of doing that. The first is propulsion. So if you have some gas shooting out of your satellite, the other is uh, something called momentum wheels. The best way of describing it is like a hard drive spinning. It creates a momentum that turns your satellite in space. But what we're using is something really cool called a magnet worker. And what that does is it produces a magnetic field in one direction, and then it interacts with Earth's magnetic field to create a torque. Mm. So it's kind of like a, I like to describe it as it's an arm wrestle with Earth's magnetic field that our satellite will lose, but we want it to lose. Yeah, and, and what's really neat about the magnet workers is if we can have them working, um, then that's one more step uh, towards in-house manufacturing. With the end goal of that being that, you know, ideally in a couple of years, we would love for, for like researchers, you know, people that are maybe wanting to do a, a low altitude orbit research um, to be able to come to us and say, hey, we need a satellite built for these specifications. Um, and we were doing this kind of research and we'd say, okay, give us, you know, a couple of weeks and we'll, we'll build the satellite around your research and we'll be able to launch it within the next year. With that, you're kind of going into my next question with that opportunity of people being able to come to the university and ask you for these parts for you to manufacture them in the space lab. What kind of opportunities has the space lab given you that is outside of the university or within the university? Oh, man. Uh, like just for me alone, it's been like a list that I've been able to throw on my resume um, just because, like I said earlier, 
we're we've been developing everything on our own so every step of the way has been like pretty monumental in terms of just like i've had to learn a lot of different softwares in terms of simulations but i've also had to learn a lot about radio communications and uh, radio antenna theory even without the uh like actual access to equipment just the learning alone from the space lab has been incredible for me regardless of the resume that i get to build off of it but um like just like being able to say that i've, I've had my hand in all of these incredible facets of space exploration um is like for me enough that we, we've had a lot of really cool uh opportunities that i can attribute a lot to evan because evan's done a lot of um reaching out to, to people going he's gone to a lot of conferences and um uh, it, it's gotten the, the Texas State Space Lab name out to where we've been able to to make some really, really neat connections and really cool networking. Can you name drop? Uh, yeah, we're working on a second satellite. It's part of a group that is involving Cal Poly Pomona, Columbia, Stanford, Harvard, and... And Mount San Antonio Community College. Yes, in wow. California. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. wild. So Cal Poly Pomona is, is the, like, they're the ones who started the project and their project is actually similar to our, what our eventual goal is, which is they are aiming to be able to build their own satellite kits. And we're, they're kind of reaching out to us as like, uh, like test dummies essentially to, to <laughs> test their kit and put it together and make sure that it works. And, and then uh, somewhere along the road, someone at NASA was like, hey, this is a really cool project. You should reach out to NASA and try to get a launch. And then they did. And then we did get a launch. So part of the opportunity that I'm talking about is like, we now have a NASA launch, like an actual NASA launch that we will have. The learning process that we would get from that is really cool because um, even more than Bobcat Orbiter, this is going to NASA. This will be launched through NASA. We'll be able to actually get um, somewhat of a connection with NASA and uh, and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, rekindle that connection for every subsequent satellite launch. That's incredible. Do you have a name for this new one? The project itself is called Pallades 5 because there's it's going to be a cluster of five uh, satellites. We have not named ours yet. I know that the space industry in Texas is huge. We yeah, have SpaceX, absolutely. we have NASA, right? But what do you guys see happening in the future for Texas with what you guys are doing here at Texas State? What's that future like? Yeah, I like to tell people like Texas State University, uh, I know your question is about Texas as a whole, yeah, uh, but Texas State University is a wonderful geographical location. There's SpaceX near us, there's a company called Firefly, NASA's in Houston. We have such a good ability then to reach out to those those companies and hopefully partner with them in the near future. And as a whole in Texas, you know, the space industry, it's not going anywhere. In fact, it's it's been growing exponentially, not just at the private sector, which we've all seen SpaceX and, and Blue Origin, but in the university area, there's kind of this, I want to say renaissance, if you will, due to this CubeSat form factor. It's a lot cheaper to, to launch a satellite. Our first one is going to be like 12000 total, uh, which, you know, for me personally, as a college student, that's a lot of money, but it's, it's reasonable for a university. It's just an exponential growth, and Texas as a whole... We've already got the infrastructure already worked out. The the industry is, is like, hey, we need more people interested in this because we need workers. Um, and education is saying, well, we can do that. Like we're, we can actually afford to do that now. Mm -hmm. And so part of what Space Lab is, is, is answering that call and providing an education infrastructure at Texas State so that Texas State can also be integral in producing workers for the industry that is growing so fast right now. Right. Is there a space sector of the physics department right now like is there even like a major dedicated to that no we have just physics but there are professors who are doing astrophysics research and that's actually growing the physics department has kind of three areas uh, physics education is one research area material science and then astrophysics you know before the space lab there was no way to, to get an education or or, or any form of, of uh, like involvement in any space technology projects or research so that's part of what space lab is trying to 
achieve is is to provide that that route for people like he said we have a huge knowledge base of people at texas state and a massive interest from people that aren't even stem majors we're trying to give them that option and give them the ability to actually like delve into what it, i i feel is their human right which is to be curious about space and exploring it what has building this and space in general this field right taught you about yourself i think honestly it's taught me that there is access to people or anyone really to space. Um, and that's what that's what I want Space Lab to be is it's a gateway for people to get into the industry, to get into this kind of research. And you don't have to be a physics major. Like we've had people who are like in anthropology. We had one philosophy person join us once. I, I think that as long as you have a curiosity about space, it it's accessible to you. At least it should be. You just need to find the right pathways. And I think this could be a pathway. To jump off what he said, like, like I think a key word that he uses should be because um, like the more that I go into space exploration and the more that I learn about how people view it, uh, the more I realize that like we kind of are all like astronomers, like every one of us has looked up at the sky and just wondered what that was. This is something that should be accessible by everyone. Everyone has that interest in space and everyone, you know, if you want to, should pursue that because it's part of your human nature and it's it's part of you know what drives us is is to explore what we're curious about and i think we all have that curiosity and that's kind of part of the shared experience in the space lab yeah that's a beautiful way to say it what are y'all's next steps after graduating because i know you're graduating and how's that going to work if you're leaving what are you going to do what are we going to do without you yeah (laughs) Uh, well i'm going to utsa so i won't be that far and and i'm planning on collaborating because um I've not done much delving into UTSA, but I'm pretty sure they don't have a satellite program. So I might start one at UTSA. I don't know. Matthew's going to be our mole at UTSA. He's yeah. going to get us involved with them too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like how we make connections. Of course yeah, I want to. Exactly. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but of course I want to go to UTSA and do whatever I want to do. But like my heart is still at Texas State because, you know, I, I helped start the space lab. Yeah, and, once and, a bobcat, always a bobcat. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, when, when I go to UTSA, I, I think I'm still going to be, I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely going to be continue to collaborate with the space lab. Um, because I want to see it grow and uh, I'm certainly going to be here for the satellite launch because I want to see that. Um, but yeah, that's my plans. I'm going on for a, a master's in aerospace engineering, but I won't be that far. So I'll yeah, be able to collaborate. It'll definitely be like the celebrity guest appearance whenever you <laughs> Absolutely. come back. Yeah. To the yeah. We'll have the red carpet out right. for you yeah. anytime exactly. you come over. You better. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm expecting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Evan? Yeah, ideally, I'd like to actually stay here and work here okay. uh, as a probably a lecture position if I can. Uh, if it's offered, I would do that. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love that. Do you guys have any advice for future Bobcats or current Bobcats that, as you said, have an interest or even an inkling into getting into something space related? And I know you guys are going to say, like, just try it. But like beyond that, I don't know. This may be a little harsh, but I think oftentimes in in grade school, we're taught a certain way about science. And there's a lot of ways you can get discouraged by science. It's, It's very hard. It's not. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. It is a hard thing to do. But the curiosity is just all you need. I think if you put in the right amount of time, the right amount of effort, anyone can go into research and doing space. Anyone can do space technology research. And that's really what I like to drive home for most people, and including Bobcats who might not even like want to do space as a major, like physics or any kind of STEM as a major. For Space Lab, you don't have to be a STEM major. You can be whatever major you want, and you can just dedicate as much time as you want. You don't have to even uh, do any of the building or anything like that. If you just want to come in and learn about soldering, coding, or anything like that, you can do it. And so the, I would say, I know you said don't say try it, but that is the best way of, of getting to know what you want to do is, is trying it. It's taking that, that plunge, that leap, and, and seeing what works for you. And there are norms that we have to break down to. Uh, STEM majors and STEM uh, departments are very male oriented. And so, you know, we want to make sure that there's leadership roles that 
resemblance of what actual the population of Texas State is. That's, I think, another major point that should be taught and should be you know, put across is that it's not for specific kinds of people. It's for all kinds of people. My last question is kind of silly, but um, can you guys tell me your best space joke if you have one? Oh, man, it's on the spot. Uh, <laughs> darn. <sighs> space joke. Space joke. Okay, why did the people not like the restaurant on the moon? I don't know why. Because there was no atmosphere. There mm. you go. I wouldn't like that either. Mm, I wouldn't like yeah. that. I, I require a restaurant with nice lighting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I get That's it. That's true. I get it. And awesome. maybe oxygen to breathe. Yeah, right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. secondary though. I yeah. need lighting. Awesome. So to end this off, where can they find you on Instagram, on socials? What is the handle so that anybody could find y'all to get in contact with you? And yeah, it's a TXST Space Lab. So like Texas State abbreviated Space Lab on Instagram. And honestly, you go there, follow us. And then if you want to join, just message us. We're happy to talk to you. And then you can just stop by the lab and see what we're doing. If you're listening to this now and you're thinking, I can't do science, that's not true. You can do science and you should do it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having this conversation with me. Y'all rock. Of course. Thank you Thanks very for having, much. Us. having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to both Evan and Matthew for sharing everything you guys know about physics and the space labs and the satellite. It's really comforting knowing that we can all get into space with just one ounce of curiosity. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Try at Texas State podcast. Make sure to tune in next time to learn more about something else you can try on campus at Texas State. And also remember to follow us on our social media at TXST. This podcast is a production of the Division of Marketing and Communications at Texas State University. Podcasts appearing on the Texas State University Network represent the views of the hosts and guests, not of Texas State University. Again, I'm your host, Giselle Kowalski, and I'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.